Welcome to Season 5, Episode 3 of the Zebra Before and After Podcast. I'm your host, Lane Ball. I feel like after this piece, it taught me that it's okay to take things slow. Um, and it doesn't need to be a fast flip for me. Um, because I was able to really kind of have a conversation with this piece or with myself. And I was able to make changes and decide what I wanted the design to be. Today we hear from Candy Jameson of Orchids True Blue, winner of the Best of Multicolor Piece in the 2022 International Zebra Golden Brush Awards. She'll discuss her winning piece and share her secret to refinishing. Our question of the week, what are your furniture refinishing goals for 2023 Volume 3, will be answered by our friends Bonnie and Deanna with Cornflower Interiors, Artie with Sage Furnishings, and Kaylor with Retz Refinishes. Jessie with Cypress House Design shares a refinishing tip on the importance of the right staging wall. She shares the details of how to build one in your studio. Jennifer with Jennifer Edwardson DIY gives accolades to Karen with Designs by Karen. Stay with us, friends. We have the inspiration, fun, and community that will platform your day. It's time for another opportunity to hear from one of the Zebra Golden Brush Awards category winners. This week, we are hearing from Candy with Orchids True Blue. She won Best of Multicolor Piece with her beautiful buffet. Candy will share about her design process as well as her refinishing process on this piece and answer several questions that will tell us more about her and her successful refinishing business. Hi, Candy. Hi, Lane. Listen, I would ask how you're doing, but I think I already know you will probably say busy in a good way. Is that true? Yes, that is very true. I, I've just been really busy working on lots of different projects and I'm excited to share. Yeah, well, listen, you have something exciting coming up this year, and it involves Annie Sloan. You want to tell us about it? Oh, wow. Um, yes, I I do. I am going to be um, demonstrating at the Big Paint event in Austin, Texas in October. Um, I'll actually be demonstrating mural painting using Annie Sloan paint. What an honor. It, it really is. I'm I'm beyond thrilled, very excited about um, this event. Is this the first time you've ever painted with her? Um, yes, it's not the first time I've used her paint, but um, yes, it will be the first time painting um, with Annie Sloan at um, this big paint event. I think this is the second big paint event in the U.S. Mm -hmm. The last one was in New Orleans. Yeah, I bet, uh, I bet that's going to be so rewarding for you. And then for those that get to come and watch you all paint, uh, it's got to be a lot of fun. Now, you, you have so much going on. That's the reason why I made that comment early on, because I know you've showcased in your stories about uh, looking for a new studio. And it was in a little town, uh, probably a suburb of Chicago, I would assume. Yes, that's where I live, actually. It's in Evanston, Illinois. We are currently looking for... Um, a commercial slash slash residential space to relocate because my business is growing. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's just to complete the big dream of what I imagine Orchid's True Blue to be. I did find a space that ugh, feels like it's absolutely perfect, but it is definitely missing some things, some key elements to make it like the big picture piece for our family. 
Yeah. So it's just not the right p place yet, but I'm sure that will come. Are you? Is it? A, is it an aggressive search uh, in, in looking for this studio? Yes. Do you have other options on the radar? Um, we have a few, and we're working with the brokers. Oh, cool. Well, we'll we'll be sure to stay in tune with your stories to see. I'm sure you'll showcase as you go through the process, and especially as you find something that you're like, "Hey, I think this is it." That's gotta be. That's gotta be a lot of fun. Yeah, I love sharing that because everybody is so encouraging, and um, just to be authentic and share that like um, excitement, and everybody else kind of hops in and and shares what they think, and it it just inspires me to keep going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Candy, we can't say enough congratulations on winning the Best of Multicolor Piece with the Golden Brush Awards for 2022. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So you entered your very popular buffet that also won first place in the Zebra November Review on buffets. It's an incredibly unique piece. It's so beautiful. Tell us about this transformation process. So yes, this was a buffet I had in my studio for probably over a year. Um, I feel like sometimes those really unique special pieces I was prone to hanging on to um, for a while. So it took me some time to get around to working with this piece. Maybe I was holding on to it, hoping that someone would pick it up for commission. Maybe I was intimidated by the piece. I think there's a lot of different layers to it. But in the month of September, I decided to just go through my inventory and I had Mm -hmm. a slew of buffets. And I've talked about this before, but when I finally got around to working on this one, I had to stop midway through because I picked up some, some commissions that were also buffets. So I had started the, the stripping process of bringing this piece back to the original wood. Mm -hmm. And this was a gorgeous, um, let's see, one, two, three, four drawer um, Victorian buffet. It was probably a Burkean gay, very long slender legs. And one of the legs was really chewed up in the front, um, probably by some animal, probably by a dog. So maybe that was a piece also to this that was intimidating me or slowing me down to finishing this piece because I hadn't done a large repair to a leg like that before. So after I stopped working on this piece, I I definitely had time to look at the gorgeous wood grain. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I really take my time on pieces now. I feel like after this piece, it taught me that it's okay to take things slow. Um, and it doesn't need to be a fast flip for me. Um, because I was able to really kind of have a conversation with this piece or with myself. And I was able to make changes and decide what I wanted the design to be, even, even when I was working on it. So I ended up doing a black wash over just the top drawers and slowly blended it into the natural wood grain on the bottom drawer because it was just stunning. And it had all like all the natural vibrant colors of the wood that I I wasn't willing to cover. I just let that lead my design, mm-hmm. to be honest. And once I repaired the ornate like decorative leg with, um, I decided to, instead of 
like painting it all. I slowly painted like a very light cream color at the feet and I blended that up to the natural wood toward the, the mid drawer. Does that make sense? Yes, that, that was such a brilliant decision. And it's amazing how it played in such a pivotal role of the design. I just love it. It's so cool. Thank you. It, what it, what it's cool, what's cool about it is you, you've taken the piece as you have it, and you're working with what you have to make it beautiful again. And, you know, a lot of times you would say, you know, the legs messed up, what am I going to do with it? But it's problem solving in a creative way that lends itself to an incredible result. It's just, it's really stunning. Thank you. I, I really loved how it turned out too. And I mean, I thought about it for a couple of days because I was taking my time with this piece. And I mean, we all do this. I mean, when paint is drying or when we're working on another project, we're thinking about something else. Mm -hmm. And I like to work on multiple projects at one time and allow like the space them to breathe for a little bit or to dry or whatever that needs to happen. I did also end up painting the back legs black and the front legs. I did the, the light ombre look. Um, I think I originally was going to keep the original hardware. Mm -hmm. I love original hardware, especially on these older pieces. They're just, they have so much character. They're beautiful. I had all of it. I shined it up and I put it on after it was finished and it just didn't look right. So I just went to my hardware stash and I looked at what I had and I loved these very modern floral poles. And so I put them on and it was like, yes, that's exactly what it needs. But it was <laughs> missing. It was missing something for the top. So I had to, I just did a quick order of some really beautiful modern like brass knobs um round knobs and after those were delivered it was like okay now it's time to finally put this piece all together and it's really exciting when you can do that and take photos and video and share that on social media or wherever you share it it's, it's so rewarding to come to the end of a process and to see it and to realize you know that's really good it turned out nice now when you did the black wash at the top mm-hmm was your decision at that time to only do the very, very top? Because there's a, there's a, just a general blending. If you look from the bottom where the white feet start all the way to the top where the black wash start, starts and comes down, mm -hmm. it's such a mellow transition. Was that difficult to achieve? I think it's easy to overpaint a piece. And it's interesting you ask that question. I think that when I'm constantly collecting like video footage when I'm mm -hmm. painting, because I think we all do this too, especially when we're here on social media. Sometimes it's just like, oh, I don't need to show this. Why am I showing this? And other times it's just like, oh, this is so beautiful. I love this shot. I have to share this right now. If I'm enjoying it this much, you guys are going to enjoy it too. And I think that that's kind of my idea in the process of, of painting or working with a piece minus the the camera behind it, mm -hmm. but more of like the, the relationship with me and the piece. It's like, this is it. This is, this is where I either need to stop or I need to keep going because this is exactly like that, that chef's kiss. That's that point where it's like beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think you just need to learn how to trust yourself. And if you love it that much, you just need to stop 
if it feels like it's finished. So you really just have to check yourself as you go throughout the process of refinishing a piece. Yeah. Um, because so much of the process changes, right? I mean, you may have intention on some uh, furniture projects to do a certain style, but as you're painting it, maybe it changes. Maybe, yes. you know, you're like, you know what, I'm done. Or, you know what, I'm going to take a turn here and do something a little different uh, just because of the way the process unfolds. Absolutely. Did you have a difficult time choosing which pieces to enter into the Golden Brush Awards? Oh, that's a good question. I had a lot of really bold, colorful pieces that I could have chosen for this multicolored piece. But one of the reasons why I chose this piece is because so many people loved it. And it was really difficult for me to find a category mm-hmm. for this piece because it, I mean, it's not fully restored wood. It's not farmhouse. It's so I struggled with finding what category to put this piece into. So that's why I entered it into a few different ones. And there are a few other pieces that I really loved that I think others didn't appreciate as much as me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, it could be just the shot or it could just be like like a sentimental attachment that I have with my own work. But I I knew for certain that a lot of people love this piece. Yeah. So I, I wasn't going to miss the opportunity to, to enter it. Well, you made a wise decision. <laughs> it paid off for you. It's kind of cool because you love it, of course. You did it. Uh, but as you said, you had other pieces you liked as well. But you really allowed the social media part of your business to uh, participate in the decision by uh, seeing the response that you had on it. Uh, so that, that's really cool. So I got a couple questions for you, Candy, to get to know you a little bit better. What is sure. your favorite color? Probably teal, teal blue. You just gravitate to that. You've, you've done quite a few pieces with that color as well, haven't you? I have, yes. This is a really, I love this question uh, because I think it reveals so much about individual refinishers, but what was your biggest refinishing fear early on that you feel like you have now overcome? Failure, any type of failure, whether that looks like not selling a piece or having to repaint a piece or completely redoing it. I think that now failure is my friend. It's like, mm-hmm. if I'm not failing at something, I'm not trying something new. I'm not like challenging myself to, to learn something and perfect it. And it's mm-hmm. not in a way of like, I have to be perfect because or flawless because we're human. And that's what makes us just um, different than, you know, mass producing furniture companies. So yeah, that, that would definitely be my biggest once upon a time fear. Did, did you feel like that you overcame that pretty early in on the process? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not as quick as you wish it had been, right? <laughs> and I don't know if like it's completely overcome, but I just, because that fear is still there, like or that failure is still there, but it reminds me, it mm-hmm. reminds me that like I'm doing something right because I'm, I'm challenging myself and I'm learning yeah. something new. There's just something that needs to change or do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, I understand. And that uh, as well said, so you're an accomplished award-winning refinisher. Uh, what is your one secret to refinishing? Take your time. You do not have to do things quickly. You don't have to do like a fast flip. I think that time is really precious and it's important to just explore and dream and and don't rush through the process. 
it's probably really easy to get caught into that current of trying to get everything done quickly, especially if you have commission pieces or especially if you see other pieces in your studio that need to be refinished. It's probably a, I would imagine that's difficult for everybody to just slow down and take your yes. time on. Yeah, absolutely. So what refinishing goals do you have for 2023? I think the biggest one is to relocate and get a new space, a larger space, so we can continue to grow. Well, you know what? Maybe at the end of the year, we'll be talking about your new space. I hope so. That'll be amazing. <laughs> That's exciting, isn't it? It really is. It really is. So any new areas of refinishing that you have never explored before, but hope to this year? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I've done so much. I am really excited about working in interiors. And that kind of looks like refinishing furniture for larger spaces, um, vanities and bathrooms. I'm working um, in a space downtown Chicago and I have several commission pieces and an interior, a couple interiors. So I'm excited about that. I'm also interested in designing wallpaper and mm. fabric that may not be so furniture related, but I feel like it goes together. Yeah. Well, that hints the need for a new studio, right? <laughs> you got a lot of plans. Yes. Uh, well, Candy, it's always great to have you on. Your talent has really just exploded over Instagram. It's been a, a lot of fun to see uh, your talents come alive. Uh, Candy can be found on Instagram at Orchids True Blue. On, uh, and also, are you on Facebook as well, Candy? I am. I'm at Orchids True Blue on Facebook as well. Excellent. Well, each new year brings new opportunities, Candy, and we can't wait to see what you turn out in 2023. Thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break now to hear from our sponsor. Hi, my name is Jill from Back Porch Lily, and this podcast is sponsored by my friends at Zebra. Have you ever started a project and wondered what paintbrush you should choose? For me, zebra paintbrushes have been a game changer. Zebra has such a wide range of brushes to choose from, and each brush's versatility, I know, always has me covered. Their brushes ensure an equal distribution of paint, giving you that smooth finish I know y'all are looking for. For the everyday project, my go-to brush, hands down, is the Palm Pro. Its features not only include everything I just mentioned, but it's designed to uniquely sit well in the palm of my hand, giving a comfortable painting experience. Finally, as I look to finish my project, there is no question I will grab a zebra top coat brush. The softness of the brush gives me that seamless finish. Thank you, Jill, for your kind words about our brushes. Last week's question, what are your furniture refinishing goals for 2023, has been very popular, so we decided to continue it yet again for another week. We love hearing your goals for the year. Hi there, we're Bonnie and Deanna from Cornflower Restorations. My furniture refinishing goals for this year are to get better at staging, and also because we've officially registered as a business this year, I want to get better at running it more smoothly and also narrowing down our products to have a signature range of finishes. As for me, Deanna, 
Um, I want to learn woodworking skills that are relevant to the types of repairs that are needed on the furniture that we purchase. And secondly, an, an ongoing goal which we never seem to achieve is to reduce the amount of furniture in the shed from being completely full to a, at least a quarter full. I'll believe that when I see it. Yes, but we still aim for it regardless. Thank you. Hi, my name is Artie Louisiana and my Instagram handle is Sage Furnishings. My refinishing goals for year 2023 are to create one of a kind pieces. I want it to be more than just putting paint to wood. This year, I really want to step out of the box, you know, of following current trends, be it style, be it paint colors. Um, I really want to create pieces that are timeless and they're always going to be classy. They're always going to be admired. Um, especially if they are you know, passed on from one family member to another. Um, they can always be an uh, integral part of the home. They could always be the pieces that are you know, in conversation pieces. So definitely that's my focus this year, to work on those pieces that are just one of a kind, that has something that has a little bit of me, a little bit of my creativity. Hey guys, it's Kayla of Retz Refinishes and my furniture refinishing goals of 2023 are to first be more transparent and open about my process with my followers. I feel like that was a big way that I learned how to refinish furniture when I was first starting out. So I would love for followers to see more of behind the scenes and how I refinish my pieces. And second, I want to get away from all my neutral colors that I'm so used to and comfortable with. And I want to try and branch out to more bold, um, bright colors just because I know that everyone has different styles and tastes. And so I want to be able to broaden my horizons and explore new things so that my followers can see a bunch of different styles. Um, so I'm looking for forward to 2023 and everything that it has in store. Thanks, Deanna, Bonnie, Artie, and Kaylor. This week's refinishing tip comes from Jesse with Cypress House Design. Hey, this is Jesse from Cypress House Restoration and Design in Lincoln, Nebraska. If you're refinishing furniture to flip and sell, one of the best things you can do for your hobby or business is to build a staging wall. Professional looking photos are a big part of conveying the quality of your refinished item to those shopping around. A staging wall, more than any other decor or prop, is what will make your photos stand out. If you have a free wall in your workshop or garage, you only need a few items to take your furniture staging and selling to the next level. These items are four foot by eight foot hardboards. Mine are from Home Depot. My wall is eight feet high by 16 feet wide, so I bought four of these. They're about $12 a piece. My dad helped me stand them up vertically and screw them into the inside of one of my long garage walls. Once the hardboards were hung, I primed and painted the wall in a neutral white shade. For the flooring, I purchased some snap-together LVT boards from Home Depot that were on clearance. The roll of sheet, linoleum, or vinyl will work great too. I also always have a jute rug handy to lend some neutral texture to the photo. And that's it. It took about six hours from start to finish, but having this staging space has completely changed my day-to-day -day business. My photos look tenfold more professional, so my pieces sell faster and for a higher amount. There's a quick video of the staging wall install on my Instagram reels, so feel free to check it out. Thanks, Jesse. You do a beautiful job, not only with your refinishing, but also your staging. So we perk our ears when experts give advice in areas they excel in.
accolades is defined as an acknowledgement of merit. Welcome to our podcast segment called, well, Accolades. We wanted to give refinishers the opportunity to give accolades to their fellow refinishers that they admire for their extraordinary refinishing skills and hard work. This week's accolades are given by Jennifer with Jennifer Edwardson DIY. Hi, my name is Jennifer. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at jenniferedwardson.diy and on Pinterest and YouTube at Jennifer Edwardson Creative. I am so excited to be giving accolades to Karen of Designs by Karen. Karen is in West Kelowna in BC, and I started following her a couple of years ago. She is a melange paint representative. She also is a zebra brush retailer. She is just so supportive of other furniture artists, and that's really what drew me to her account. She hosts weekly posts on her account showcasing other artists' work, which I just find so inspiring. She is so about supporting other makers. She's always always there to share helpful tips and advice to other DIYers. And I've found her to be so responsive and open to communication with other retailers. Her time and attention to create beautiful pieces for her clients is so evident in everything that she does. And I just really enjoy following her. She's so uplifting, so positive, and I really get excited every time I see that she's made a new post. So way to go, Karen. You're killing it. And I really love following along with you. Thanks, Jennifer, and accolades, Karen. Hi, Diane Williams here with Art to Die For and International Decorative Artisans League. I'm here to invite all of the Zebra listeners to our upcoming Decorative Painting Convention to be held April 24th through the 29th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Please check out our website at decorativeartisans.org to see the amazing list of classes, everything from stenciling to muraling to painting cabinetry and furniture with the sprayer. There's a vast, vast list of classes. Please come check it out. We're also going to take a field trip to High Point Furniture Market for inspiration and to learn what our designers are all going to be seeing and how we can help them. So, I hope to see you there. We are proud to launch a new monthly contest that we mentioned a few weeks ago called Zebra Staging. We have partnered up with Jen and Amanda of the Vintage Sisters. They will be our monthly judges for this new contest. For March, any furniture piece you have staged from January 1st, 2023 through March 31st, 2023 will be allowed in this month's contest. All you need to do is simply use the hashtag ZebraStaging. Jen and Amanda will review the hashtag the 1st of April and choose three winners. The winners will be chosen based on the effectiveness of the staging and this covers the quality of the piece refinished, how the pieces are staged with the particular style of furniture presented, and last but not least, the quality of the photography. If you want to learn more about staging, make sure you go back to a recent podcast episode 51 entitled The Art of Staging. Three winners will receive a special framed award, zebra paintbrushes, and appear on our podcast to be interviewed by Jen and Amanda. Also, those three winners will co-judge with Jen and Amanda for April's staging contest. Also, now that the 2022 International Zebra Golden Brush Awards have concluded, by the way, congratulations to the nine category winners. Amazing work. 
Well, we are back at our monthly contest, The Zebra Review, and this month's category theme is Hutches, and our featured judge for March is Lauren Schwachina with Portland Road Living. If you have refinished any hutch from January 1st, 2023 through March 31st of 2023, simply use the hashtag Zebra Hutches. Lauren will pick her five favorites, then the remaining three judges, Jen with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture, Katie Cloud with Katie and Company Home, and Katie Scott with Salvage by K. Scott will vote out of Lauren's selections to choose the three winners. This month's prize sponsors are Shacto Interiors Milk Paint, D. Lawless Hardware, Surf Prep Sanding, and Zebra Painting. The winners will appear on the podcast and be interviewed by Lauren. Thanks for joining us each week. We are grateful for each of you. All links to artists will be in this week's show notes. We can't tell you how encouraged we are when we hear from you or when we read your reviews on one of the podcast directories. Speaking of podcast directory reviews, would you consider leaving one on your favorite directory if you haven't already? This helps tremendously in our ability to reach more people as well. It is a big boost to our ranking. As a thank you for leaving a review, we would like to send you a small gift. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me, laneball at enjoyzebra.com. Put podcast review in the subject heading and include your full name and mailing address. Okay, that's it for this week. Until next time, friends, happy painting. Happy painting.